This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from The Dish, professionals. Stop on by and see us 80th South and State. We still have plenty of jazz gear for you if you want to pick something up. We've got hats and shirts. Uh, but uh, also call 801-424-DISH. Great promotions going on right now. Switch to Dish today, and they're going to hook you up. 801-424-DISH. We'll talk to Bowler here momentarily. We'll get his thoughts on the national team and the jazz offseason and Usually you would like to bring up something off the wall with Bowler. Oh, why not? That's, we just try to keep it loose. And then we'll, uh, we'll tease you probably about abandoning him at, a, at an airport in Mexico or standing him up for lunch. You guys have or... burnt that so many times. I mean, you know, and every time you bring it up, it freshens the, the, uh, the experience for Bowler. And so, you know, he's going to end up hating me. End up. Because... <laughs> Because you can repeat it over and over and over again. And so it just pulls the, 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 the scab off the wound. We didn't do it, dude. See, but here's the thing. I, I was completely justified in what uh, I We did. don't need to go down this okay. road again. We don't. You weren't. I was. It's okay. We don't need to do it. Did you, you at least to wave the, to Sharon when you're to, playing to taxied by? The, the, <laughs> see, this is the thing that you and Austin have never addressed. What was I supposed to do? What was I supposed to do? Get your friend on the plane? <laughs> there was no way to do that. We don't need to go okay. back down this right. road, Gordon. Right. We we want uh, we want to get a uh, get Bowler in a good mood. How about that? <laughs> okay. All right, let's go out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at Smart Rain. Dot net joining us now. Yes, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, the one and only Craig Bowler. Jack, what's happening, Bowler? Hey, Gordo, wait up for us. <laughs> no, no, we're going on now. Have a good trip. Be safe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Bowler, wait, it was. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Bowler and Sharon went ahead of me, and so there was no way to communicate with them about what we had just been informed of. Keep, keep digging, okay. buddy. Keep, right. keep on digging. Hey, Bowler, it was great to see you over the weekend. Sure the, was. the party hounds at the floor hey, yeah. rocking out. That was fun. Tell you what, Tim Lacombe, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect, but, man, uh, those guys, let's talk in, in band language here, man. They could get a gig anywhere. I mean, uh, they're pretty good. I, I was I was like, wow. You know, they well, played everything except uh, uh, Def Leppard, I think. Did I miss that one? No. Um, they, I, I, he's, he's like Billy Idol. Billy Idol, uh, he had Beastie Boys. Um, the cure, yeah, the cure with the YouTube, police, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it NXS. was quite a what a what a yeah, and in excess, quite a uh, 
funny uh, lineup lineup that he had there going to. But uh, yeah, I think by night's end, he was he 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 sounded to me like a guy who just called not only one, two, but three straight days of four straight <laughs> NCAA college basketball tournament games. Man, unbelievable. Yeah, he uh, he gave it his all. He laid it out there. It was a fun night. Well, I, I got to admit that I was a little jealous. He dedicated a song to Bowler. It didn't. I didn't dedicate a song to the Big Show. So yeah, he yeah, did. That's right. But, but Bowler yeah. got a special shout out. Yeah, and so wow. we, uh, Hans and David James yeah. got a shout out. We got, we got nothing, buddy. What does yeah, that mean? I don't know. Tim's my co-host. You're, you're the one who works with him yeah, all the time. I know. I, I felt bad, but I felt good for Bowler. I slipped him a fifty. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. It, it that was, was fun. fun. Yeah, yeah he's talented. Uh, I, I was not expecting that type of uh, performance, but, uh, you know, when I watched him perform, uh, it's amazing, man, from BYU basketball assistant coach to the big stage of rock and roll. It was, And those are, what's cool is that the, those were all of his buddies from back uh, in high school. I mean, that, you know, that's – or was a grade school, and they all kind of grew up together. I mean, it's just great story to, to have buddies like that, and they're, all these years later they're still – they're still rocking and rolling. It's, it's it's a great story. So, Bowler, answer me this question. If there was going to be a jazz player who was going to be able to make that transformation and perform that way in front of a packed house with music in mind, who do you think uh, it would be? Well, I know Jordan Clarkson can, uh, you know, strum the guitar strings, right? Um, can you see Joe Ingles up there? I <laughs> You know, I wonder how that would go. Clarkson, Joe, uh, Donovan. Uh, I don't know if I can see Bogey. Maybe on the drums. I don't know. But uh, Quinn Snyder, lead singer. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think he, I think you hit the right answer with Clarkson. Uh, yeah, the way, I, I, I think, think that's be the it. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the problem is that if it was Bogdanovich, he probably would drop okay. the mic. Oh, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Just kidding. It's an ongoing joke. Oh, yeah, I don't mean. Yeah, the ha-ha barbecue bogey. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say Clarkson, Clarkson would dress the part. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, he would. Uh, bowler. Uh, Gordon and I took a crack at diagnosing what's wrong with Team USA. Well, let's uh, afford you the same uh, huh. opportunity. What's going on with Team USA? Why have they lost two in a row? Well, I had a, I had a friend of mine talk about that today. And uh, could there be um, – it's hard for me to say this, man, but is there is there boredom? Uh, is there fatigue? Is there like – two years of straight basketball in the bubble and then a 72-game season. And, you know, those guys are out. There's two teams playing. Um, could it be coaching? Um, does Pops not have their ear? Is it not the right chemistry? Is it not the right combination of players? Um, Nigeria and Australia – Interesting, and they've blown leads. Uh, they've looked good in moments, but um, I don't know. That's a great question. What do you guys come up with? We think uh, I think we agree on that, uh, Jake. That uh, too much isolation ball. Guys who who are great scorers, but uh, haven't necessarily coordinated the effort, and the defense has sort of fallen apart. I mean, against Australia, bowler. When you give up an 11-1 run to close out the game, I don't know what to say to that. 
Yeah, no, got, I don't either. Yeah. No, um, you know, you have a good point. Look, in the NBA, what what it, what has it become? Jake, you and Tim talk about it a lot on your post-game, pre-game, halftime talk. I mean, you get a bunch of great players together, and it's like the all-star game. And it's just, you know, one bucket or, you know, one guy tries it one night and the other, you know, the or one play and, and another guy goes after it on another and you guys make a great point um not sure you know <laughs> this word connected you know keeps coming into my mind you know how it's been talked about since basically quinn took the head coaching job but you do you, you have to have some respect of the game where you're still playing it's a five on five and one guy can't go out and just you know you know dominate i mean and and you know sometimes too maybe it's again they're thinking they can dominate when they want. I read something today. They're still the favorite to win the gold. And that was a bold prediction. Um, whether or not that occurs or not, right now it seems a little bit outside the box. But, again, like Pop said last night as he was trying to take care of some aggressive questions, which are good, um, you know, chemistry is going to be – they have to grow it. And sometimes I wonder if that's true. But even though at the level these guys play at, on an individual basis, if you're going to win a gold medal, you still have to have a team, a team concept, and maybe they still haven't figured that out. Craig Bowler, Jack is with us, ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty. The zone, uh, Bowler, get your thoughts on the finals. Milwaukee looked pretty good in Game Three, man, uh, but uh, you got to get Game Four, right? Can they do it again? Well, they look great. I mean, you you talk about night and day uh, from Phoenix to Milwaukee. That tells you again, man, the importance of home court. And, you know, of course, Phoenix is going to have a game seven if they need it. Um, you know, they, they were able to be physical, shut down, took the confidence away from Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Um, and Giannis played as bad as most dominant game as, you know, I've seen him play in a while. And he's a dominant guy. We know that. But he's also had the hyperextended knee, Jake. And I just thought he was playing pain-free and looked like he was really in basically just in his flow and his, you know, he was in a good mindset and everything was, you know, going down his way. I thought he just dominated. Everybody did. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to call. Look, if you're looking at depth and shooting, I mean, I still think Phoenix has the edge here, but I'm more confident that this isn't get well, you know, everyone said sweep after the first two wins, that's not going to be the case. And I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bucks, you know, get another one at home. This may just be one of those series where home court will will decide that I would decide a champion. Um, but you know, I when I started to doubt Giannis, all of a sudden he comes back and plays like a two-time MVP, and that's about as dominant as I've seen him play. I, I kind of thought too that you know Booker was sitting on the bench, and of course they're going to keep him out, and Chris Paul. You know, they were going to try to give them this little rest because it was such a blowout. But I just, you know, again, it's like Team USA, you know, your level of interest, how focused you are. I know these guys go through, you know, 90 practices and, you know, 72 games, whatever the number is. And they, they, you know, I don't see them that engaged. I didn't see the Suns that interested. But again, that's just me reading body language. How good am I at that? Not that good. But, I just didn't think they were the same team I saw in Phoenix, man, straight up. Is that was the Bucks, or is that just the Phoenix Suns? And I think tomorrow night maybe will give us all a little bit better clue of, of that answer. 
Well, there's been a lot of talk about this matchup, and as far as the, the teams and the, the freshness of those teams, uh, let me ask the question this way. Do you think if the Bucks win the NBA title that it's a good thing for the league? Is it a good thing for, say, smaller market teams uh, led by a great player who wants to play where he is and, and can win a championship there? I don't have a problem with it. In fact, I don't have a problem with either one of these teams. I know there's no love, a lot of love, lack of love for Chris Paul in Utah. Uh, but, you know, even though Phoenix is a is a big, big city, it still kind of flies under that radar. Uh, it's not L.A., it's not Chicago, it's not New York, it's not Brooklyn, it's not Miami. So, uh, you know, you look at the, the last three games and at least – Jake, you may have it in front of you, the NBA release numbers, and you can probably work these, you know, viewership numbers however you want and what type of age category, but they're comparing them to last year in the bubble where there was a lot of, um, let's just say, uh, anger over the Black Lives Matter issue and, and the way the players were making a stand for equality and you know, it was played in front of no fans, and so there was kind of a waning interest there. But I think it jumped up to 41% in Game 3 from last year, Jake. I mean, the numbers were, you know, better than I thought, to be totally honest. I didn't think this this series would draw uh, the numbers of fans that it, that it has. So um, it's surprising to me. And you know what? Maybe Maybe it's just – the way that we discuss it in the media and the way that, you know, it's discussed on the East and West coast, we have no interest unless we're involved, but you know what? Basketball still is an entertaining sport with some tremendous uh, athletes. And you know what? In my opinion, you know, Antetokounmpo is a household name when you can say it, by the way. And we know what Devin Booker's become and Deandre Ayton has all of a sudden blossomed into this, incredible young center and Chris Paul's been a journeyman throughout his career but yet where he goes he does a lot of damage so um you know to answer answer your question I, I think it's a good thing man maybe it's me talking from a mid mid-sized market in Salt Lake City and covering you know being part of the jazz for such a long time but you know I, I think it's good I think it's good for the league to, to reach out and let teams the let let the best team you know at the end of the night stand. Now there are going to say there's some asterisks you know fans that say this is all going to be an asterisk season. Well, look, you know put an asterisk if you want by it, but I don't buy it. It's 72 games. Everyone had to deal with injuries except one team, and that's really the Phoenix Suns, and they've been the healthiest bunch of guys from from day one, and so that has a lot to do with the outcome of this series. So, Bowler, this is uh, maybe this is a weird question, but you are a, a very visible uh, part of the team with the Jazz, right? In a, in a lot of ways, you're kind of the, the face. Everybody recognizes Bowler and associates you with the, with the Jazz. So, I'm sure as you go to the store or you're going to the park or you're you're uh, out and about in the community, I know you get a lot of people that come up and and want to ask you questions and talk to you about the Jazz. So, with that in mind, what are people asking you about right now? What what is kind of the 
the, give me a, a, a finger on the pulse of jazz fandom. What are what are people coming up and talking to you about uh, now? Well, it's kind of you to say. I had a guy tell me the other day, who the hell are you in the checkout line? Uh, when, <laughs> but, no, uh, hey, it, it's, it's, it's a great thing that people want to talk, uh, the jazz. And um, I, I found three things. Uh, first, they have to declare disappointment, right, which is kind of – the process of grieving well you know they're not crying but they're just saying you know i can't believe it you know we have the best record in the nba yeah and then they want to they get that out of their system and then they start talking about what if which is another part of the process that boy i wish that donovan and mike would have been healthy at the same time and i would like to known how far we could have gone that's the other part and then the third one comes quickly and that is what are we going to do to make this really happen and keep Donovan happy. That's kind of the series of questions, you know, disappointment, what ifs, and then Donovan, and what will Ryan Smith do? And a lot of talk about D. Wade's impact, influence. Is he going to be a recruiter of players? Is he going to uh, keep, you know, Donovan kind of in the now, in the focus. I mean, I, I think this is way, way too early to discuss a Donovan Mitchell issue. But, uh, you know, he's starting a, a max deal, and Rudy is making near max money. That's a lot of cash flow coming out of the jazz. I should say Ryan Miller's, Ryan Smith's pocket, pardon me. And, you know, it's a new ownership group, guys. I don't know how aggressive he actually will be uh, to go after free agency and put another another player in this mix. Uh, you have Dennis, who's now just a consultant. You have Justin Zanuck, Z, who, who's now, um, you know, the guy making the calls uh, with, of course, Ryan and D. Wade, uh, their impact on players they want to draft, they want to develop, and they want to go after. Or do they want to trade, guys? You know, it's it's really going to be oh, – we always talk about an interesting off-season, off but the Millers owned the Jazz for 35 years. And this is the first off-season uh, for the Smith Entertainment Group, and I'm anxious to see, you know, where it goes. Uh, Ryan seems to be very bold. He wouldn't be where he is today without, you know, rolling the dice and taking chances, but – I'm sure studies exactly what he's going to do. And I have a feeling that's the process underway. And guess what? Draft night's on the 29th. So that's uh, what a week from uh, two weeks from Thursday. So we're going to get some answers here pretty soon because it's a short season. I, we're going to, we're going to be playing Jake. You're going to be back at the mic with Tim with a preseason game. I, the first week of October and we're heading into August already, and we haven't even crowned an NBA champion. So it's a quick turnaround and a lot of things to do. And I'm anxious to see what uh, how Ryan uh, takes care of this offseason. Do you think Mike Conley will be in the starting lineup come uh, October? Well, I can only go with what they say. Uh, you know, the word is that, you know, he's their number one or one of their highest priorities. You know, you got to remember, too, Gordon, as you guys know, Mike's decision is involved in this, too, right? Yeah. Um, does he feel like because every every 33 to 34 year old player in the NBA knows time the clock is ticking where's the best opportunity to, to win that inevitable title that everyone chases um, is there another team that's going to make it look sweeter someplace else or does 
he's so tied into this community and this locker room of, of guys that he wants to stay. Clarkson stayed. He could have jumped and probably Jake Wright gone to a half a dozen teams or more, and he decided to stay with this group. Mike may be in that same mold. Um, you know, the personality of Mike Conley is a very much of a team concept type of guy, uh, and he's pretty damn close to all these players, including the head coach and Quinn Snyder. So, you know, well, it, it depends on the other thing. How long do you sign him? He's going to look for the best security for him. Is that two years, three years with an option? Is it one year and an option? And what kind of money's out there? He's coming off, remember, a mega deal with Memphis, and the Jazz picked up the final two years worth, if I'm not mistaken, around $64 million. So staggering numbers. But I don't think he can expect anywhere near those type of numbers. And what do analytics tell you? You know, can he play 50 games? Does he go 60? Um, and that's those are all, I think, parts of the equation on on Mike and if he stays or if he goes. Um, but I will say this. I think the Jazz, no matter what, still have to look to the future and back up and understand that Mike may not be as durable as he once was, as we saw in the playoffs, and, you know, find that next piece that can transition uh, to play alongside Donovan. And I think those are those are conversations that have to be ongoing. Bowler, thank you very much, as always. We appreciate it when you get to uh, drop by and say hello. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I'll try to get the studio one day. Gordon's back in the shop, so uh, we can gang up on him. Oh, we need you back, Bowler. Come on. Come on in anytime. Bowler, you are always welcome on the big show, man. As, well, a, you know, as, as a founding member, you I mean, you, you have carte blanche, yes, man. Yes, anytime you want. Uh, if you have something to say, man, come on in. We'll have to set it up and make it like a little, you know, get some soft serve ice cream machine in there that one day. <laughs> now, this serve is a great idea. Serve, yeah, you know, yeah. like with some uh, cookies, uh, Oreo cookies, some sprinkles. You know, we'll just, we'll make it a big party. But soft serve, man, is on my list in the summertime. All right, Bowler. Yeah, I like where your uh, your mind's at right you now. You know what's really right. good, Bowler? You, you take that vanilla soft serve and you, you put that uh, chocolate on top of it like they do at Disneyland and... Enjoy yourself some of that. Is that one in like it? You know, like it's called a. Oh, we use it like a dip cone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. But you got to eat it fast. Oh, it melts. it melts right in your hand. It you know, does. that's the crazy thing about soft serve in the summer. You don't get. If you don't start knocking that thing down, it's a, it's a mess. But <laughs> Jake, we can we can handle that, man. Does anybody, does anybody drive those ice cream trucks through the neighborhoods anymore? Is that is that a thing anymore? I have. I haven't heard a. I haven't heard a, uh, what do you call it, a bell or a whistle in years. I haven't either. Me neither. And kids uh, used to chase it, right? Hey, yeah. it's coming from yeah. one block to another. What was and that? The guy would mess with you and speed <laughs> up and make you run faster, and then he'd <laughs> slow down again. What were those things called? The rocket or something? Sort of a rocket or something? What was that thing in there? Was, uh, I don't know. Jake has no idea what we're talking about, Bowler. Oh, well. I'm aware of it. It's, uh, Jake, it's, did you have uh, any ice cream guy come by at all in your neighborhood? We, we did. We had that. That was a thing. But yeah. I, I honestly haven't seen one in years. I haven't either. Yeah. Hey, uh, Gordo, thank- when you retire, man, I can see you in an ice cream truck. Kind of a scary <laughs> thought. But. Well, that would require- that bell. That would require working. So. Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks, Bowler. See you guys. 
Yeah. There you go, the great Craig Buller jacket. I'm kidding, Gordon. I'm joking. Would be hot in one of those trucks, though, probably. Uh, you know, I've never been in one. Do they I mean, have no. Porsche ice cream trucks, Jake? Yeah, I don't think they do. No, good point, Austin. Hornex, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.